Thanks for being here today with me. I'm excited to stand up here. This is a little different, but we're going to go with it. Yay! And expect good things from God. You know, I was thinking, <clears throat> when mom stands up here to speak, she always says, this is the first thing out of her mouth, I won't be up here very long. I don't have very much to say. I won't take long. Meanwhile, I'm on the other hand saying, oh my gosh, I've got so much to say. How do I get through it all? Anyway, so thank God for mom. Yay! And just wanted to say too, give mom an extra hug. Her boy's in Rwanda. Come on. She needs extra hugs, too. It's not just a prayer for the whole family here. Come on. We need it all together. So, Mom, you'll take extra hugs, right? I knew it. I knew it. She collects hugs. There you go. You don't have to pay a dime. Nothing to it. So, uh, as we already heard and saw, today starts the first Sunday of Advent. So, it's the four Sundays leading up to Christmas. Anybody, everybody in the room know what Advent is? Familiar with it and had some experience? And, um we as Christians celebrate Advent, even as Steve was talking about during uh, communion, that it's a, it's a time that we observe and expect um, and preparation for the, just really the coming of the king. Now, Jesus already came. Obviously, he was born. That already happened. But he's still appearing today, okay? And that's what we get to anticipate and expect. And so our series this month, the whole month of December, is with us, as you've probably seen up here on social media as well. And we're basing that on the scripture from Matthew one twenty three that says the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So we're going to look practically at what that means for hope to be inside of us today. Uh, it is truly, as I was thinking about all of this, it's the greatest story ever told. The greatest story ever told. It's a masterpiece. It's a bestseller. My sister, uh, I'm going to shout out to my sister in Wisconsin. She is one of 20 authors of a book that just got released publicly on Amazon Cyber Monday, which was just last Sunday. It seems like a month ago. And they went in six hours of being released to the best to a bestseller. They were like number one new release. They got the ribbon. They got so many sales that it's already a number one bestseller on Amazon, which is really pretty. It's a pretty big deal. And so what that means, that ribbon gets to go with every one of those authors everywhere they go. So my sister being one of 20 women that share their stories of how God took their life, their experience did something in the middle of maybe a hard time or a difficult time and turned it into a miracle story. The name of the book is called The Miracle Effect. If you're interested, there's my my plug for my sister's book. Um, But just when we think about bestsellers, let's think about the Bible being the coolest bestseller of all time. So raise yours or raise your electronic device. Let's see it. And so as we raise it, we're saying together, this is the word of God. This is my bread. This is, these are the words of Jesus. And it feeds me. And he feeds me through it. Amen. Amen. So this being, there, there are so many, I don't even know when the research was done a couple of years ago. They said that at that point, the, the Bible sold like five bazillion copies, you know, by that point. So it just keeps on going and going and going. The Bible is not just a book of some random stories. It's like our lifeline. It's like literally a timeline of life for us. And as I was thinking about, um, Everything that I'm talking about today, literally the story that we're going to talk about, sometimes we're talking about Matthew. I don't know if you ever skip over, like, the beginning of Matthew. It talks about the 
This is the line of Jesus. And it has all these names. And it goes through, there were 14 generations. And then it goes through the line of, you know, David and then the line of Jesus, the next 14 generations. Sometimes we skip over that. But the reality is every single name is important in there. Here's what I was thinking, and I read this too. It's all part of the family tree. Okay? It's all part of our own family tree. And there had to be a family tree before there could be a Christmas tree. Woohoo! And so, truly, that's how we get to celebrate Christmas. Every single part, every single name mentioned, they're all part of the story. We all get to be a part of it. So, we're going to celebrate that as we think about hope today. And I love how Matthew 118, it kind of gets past all the names, and then it says, this is how the, the birth of Jesus came about. It's like, okay, come on, let's talk about the story. And that's what we get to do. We're going to tell the greatest story. So, our first theme, as we saw in the candle, and, and And Zach's story today is hope, hope with us. And I like how hope is first. That was kind of interesting to me as I was preparing for all of this. Hope was the first candle lit. Now, hope can be defined as wanting something to happen or be true or to feel that something desired may happen. Okay, that's kind of the world's way of hoping for something we want. You know, we're like, oh, we have there's something inside of us that wants something to happen. So we're hoping it happens. I hope I get a new job. I hope I get a new car. What's that? That reminds me of a it's a wonderful life. Hope I get a something. I can't even remember that. That was a funny scene. Um, So just the reality of how we can hope for things. We can look at look and think about, you know, uh, I hope that. I hope that everything that God has planned for you works out. I hope that you really do get to be with the people that you care about most. I hope that you get to enjoy a vacation at some point. There are things that we can say that are hope, that are the world's aspect of looking for hope. But in the kingdom, hope actually is an absolute. It's a guarantee, okay? And it's based on the nature and the character of Jesus. The Greek word for hope is called elpis. And that means to expect with confidence or anticipate with pleasure. That's what hoping in the kingdom looks like, which I thought was really kind of a cool way to say it. Our confidence and we anticipate with pleasure. It's not a feeling that we have because feelings come and go. And sometimes our hope in the world, that kind of comes and goes. But God wants us to walk in kingdom hope. That's who he is. That's what he has for us. Our hope lives from knowing the very nature and character of Jesus. So faith and hope work together. Because I was thinking about faith, hope, and love. They all go together, right? And I was thinking about the difference between faith and love. And, you know, we talk about how that verse says the greatest, the faith and hope, these three remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. But there's a way, there's a reason God said faith, hope, and love. Faith actually empowers hope. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, which we, we know this, we've heard this, now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And I like the Amplified says, now faith is the assurance. It's the title deed or confirmation of things hoped for, which means divinely guaranteed and not seen. So our hope comes from the Lord because he's big enough to know every single detail that we don't know. And he's still going to do good things in the middle of what we even see that may not seem good. 
Hmm. So when we're thinking about the very first coming, the very first advent, the very first time around the manger, um, it was thousands of years in the making. Uh, Brother Lynn, how many of you were here for Brother Lynn last week? Over at Bridgeville campus, yeah. Um, got to hear him just share even the fact that Isaiah prophesied about the coming of the Messiah, and it didn't happen. Jesus didn't, he wasn't born. The birth didn't happen while Isaiah was on the, on the earth. It was long, 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 long years later. And I thought, talk about hope. Isaiah truly needed to know there was something really real about what he had seen and what he had spoken, which is, you know, part of what it means to prophesy things that God says, you speak it, you declare it, you may not see it, but Isaiah had the reality of a real hope. And I was thinking about how he, Isaiah truly needed to keep calm and hope on, you know, he truly needed to endure no matter what he was seeing, how old he got, what was happening along the way, what he wasn't seeing. He truly had to truly keep hope on inside of him. Here's a side note. I read about the Advent candles. I don't know if you guys know this. I didn't know this. There are four candles. Every candle represents 1,000 years. Do you know this, Mr. Jones? And every candle represents 1,000 years. So there were 4,000 years between Adam and Eve and the birth of Jesus. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And I thought, God, you're a genius. He's amazing the way he had a plan. He wrapped it all up together. And so that's really the point of why I'm sharing about hope today. Because for me, it's all about the master plan. It's all about the bestseller. It's all about the fact that he wants us to know he's got us covered. Someone said to me on my way in over uh, to the service in Bridgeville, I've just been praying for you this week, praying for the family, knowing that God really has you covered. And just, you know, the cross was enough for your family this week. And just, you know, thinking about that. And I thought, he really does have me covered, even in life in every circumstance all the way through Alpha and Omega just for all of us but I was thinking about God and this verse that we we've known it I've heard it before but I have to remind ourselves because this whole verse will preach in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 says long before he God laid down earth's foundations he had us in mind wow how cool is that you were always on his mind ha <laughs> ha he had settled on us as the focus of his love to me to be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning. How cool is that? He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved son. Wow. Thank you, Lord. I'm telling you, that's good news right there. That's like. The, the story of the gospel and the good news of the love of Jesus for everyone wrapped up there. That was a great verse for me to remind myself. So God has made the plan. He'd already had it before the foundation of the world was ever laid. We were part of it. The whole world was a part of it, not just the United States, right? Every tribe, every tongue, every nation, that precious and that beautiful to him. So our hope is actually a person, and that person is... Jesus. Hope is. Jesus is our hope. And it tells us that in 1 Timothy 1.1, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the command of God, our Savior, and our Christ Jesus, our hope. And also in the Passion Translation, from Paul, an apostle in Christ Jesus, 
For it was Jesus himself, our living hope, who sent me as a servant by the hand of God, our life giver. I love how it actually uses the words uh, living hope in that Passion Translation. Because, you know, remember Jesus, he didn't stay dead, right? <laughs> That's all part of the story. He didn't just stay in a, de- in a grave dead somewhere. He really rose again. He's alive. He's in us. He did all of that so that we could have life. Keep hope alive, okay? Keep hope alive. And we're talking literally about an everyday life. All of us, our everyday life. We need to live it in confidence, knowing the nature of God. I was thinking about, you know, there are things that we, we really do think about every day. We think about, what am I going to eat today? What am I going to wear? Where's the money coming from? What am I going to do today that's going to be different than yesterday, potentially? I'm feeling this today. I wasn't feeling that yesterday. Oh, what's happening in my physical being? Just those things. There are things that are always on our mind, right? Daily life. It's just life here on earth. However, there is still more than life here on earth. But one of the scriptures that I was thinking about is that when we, Matthew 6, 33, when we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all of these things will be added. What are these things? And that's where you have to go back and read the beginning of, cha- of chapter 6. Because that's what talks about, he was talking about when you give do this. And when you pray, do this. And when you fast, do this. Don't be earthly minded. Don't just think about today. Don't just think about what's happening right at this moment. Don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or what you're going to wear. Truly, that whole chapter is pretty cool to remind ourselves about God's got us covered. He's got us taken care of. Hmm. So when we see... Uh, the kingdom hope first in our lives, it actually aligns everything else for us in our beliefs, okay, and our expectations. When we have hope in Jesus, it makes things be sought after from a different perspective. You know, it's like a win. You know, it's like I hope the Steelers win or I hope the Penguins win. You know, the wins like that are like, yeah, I hope. But when we hope from a kingdom perspective, it's like there's an anchor there. There's a belief system in that, that Jesus, I know who you are. No matter what's happening, you're going to be who you are. Hmm. Hope that is living inside of us is not just for today. And honestly, it's not just for me. But it's for me, it's for my family, it's for every one of us, it's for everyone we encounter, and it's for our future as well as our now. Amen. Because if we didn't have hope for a future, what's the point, right? What is the point? God's so cool. It's all about generations. I mean, we even talked about it, it was this generation and this generation, 14 generations. He cares about the, the family line. He cares about the generations. That's part of what we get to do is we get to pass on the stories of the king to the generations that are coming behind us. So it's not just for today, but for our future. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord. Not just says the Lord, declares the Lord. Let that be settled. I'm declaring this. Plans to prosper you. Plans to prosper and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. He's a good God. He's a good father. He cares about everything that we care about, and he wants us to have hope and a future. I showed him earlier, I've got this mug, 
And I brought my favorite mug with me today. And it actually says the word journey on it. But one day I was at prayer at mom's house. I don't even know, a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago or so. And uh, I was sharing about God had given me the verse. I don't even know why, what was going on at that time. But 20, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven about God's good plans. And uh, mom was like, oh, I was just at the store and I bought a mug that says that on there. Mom got it at Marshall's or something. And so little did mom know she was buying that mug for me. Thank you, mom. She gave me my new favorite mug. She gave me that mug that day. And, you know, I was thinking about that. We need to be reminded of this of this fact that his plans for us are good. When we're in the middle of stuff, don't we need to be reminded his plans for us are good? We have hope. We have a future. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, right? There is something more than what we're experiencing now. And then, of course, I said Jesus and coffee equals hope for me every morning. I can do that. How many say amen to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're not a coffee drinker, there, there's been hot chocolate in there as well, I assure you. So what I want to say is don't let the enemy rob you of your future. He wants to do that. He knows what his job is. He's out to steal, kill, and destroy. He knows what he's out to do. But we need to keep that from happening because we have a hope in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hmm. As I was thinking about all that, you know, the future really represents health and prosperity and purpose and legacy. You know, sometimes we get so caught up in the now we forget about those things. I guess maybe the older I get, the more I think about Whatever, whatever legacy means about more about tomorrow and not just about today. Hmm. But I really felt like God was saying also that as much as that's about young people, it's, it's also about the older generations. Don't let the enemy rob you of your future. I feel like that is such a message that we need to remember because we're all together lovely. We're all together valuable. Don't let the enemy rob you of your future, your purpose, your destiny, your legacy, all that your family has for you, your health, your life, your substance. Because truly, there is too much stuff going on. There's too much depression. There's too much bitterness. There's too much rivalry in families and neighborhoods and countries. There's too much going on. There's too much stress and there's too much hurry and there's too much worry. We don't need all that because none of that is going to help us say, yay, can't wait for my future, right? When is it that we need, when do we really need hope? Is it when the day's going well, the week's going well, the month's going well, I got money in the bank, I got my best clothes on, I got a good hair day, I'm feeling pretty good, I'm feeling pretty healthy. Come on, is that when we need hope? No, it's when all those things aren't happening the way we think they should happen. It's when we need money and our clothes are weird and our hair is funny and our health is fading and things are happening all around us the circumstances around us are challenging our hope and that's where we need to remember he has a hope and a future that's good he's got good plans and you know what sometimes i gotta speak that to myself we're going to share a couple of verses in a minute but sometimes we need people around us to do that for us as well remind us of god's future for us because God wants us to truly savor Advent, savor his coming, his appearing in this season. Frankly, it's Christmas all year round for Christians, right? We say that all the time, okay? And that's really like a cliche. It's like Easter every day and Christmas every day because we know the story. We know the reality of the story. 
But in this season, the month of December in our world, it's like no other time to truly be intentional about giving Jesus away, giving the hope of Jesus away, the message of hope. But take the times because it's hard to give it if we don't really have it. You know what I mean? If we don't really have it in our hearts and in our beings. Hmm. So, Lord, thank you for appearing in us all the way around and around us. Um, there were I thought this was interesting as I was thinking about and actually studying a little bit about hope in the word. There were some scriptures that have to do several have to do with our soul which we know is our mind, our will, and our emotions. That's our soul realm, our soul man. I'm a soul man. Um, And so I wanted to read those to us today. It says in Psalm 42, verse 5, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. Amen? Say law. Just think about that. Stop and meditate on that for a minute. Maybe that was like your morning or your yesterday or your week. We all need that. Why so downcast? Come on, soul. Why are you disturbed? What's going on in there? Just Let's just keep calm and hope on. Remember who Jesus is. We put our hope in Jesus. I was thinking, in other words, that really means to get happy about hope. Get happy about hope. It's a good thing. Hope is a good thing. And Jesus wants us to be happy. I was thinking about David's life because a lot of this came from Psalms that I was reading through. And, you know, I was saying earlier, if you really want to read about a life that needed hope, pick up Psalms. Read David's story because he really had some crazy stuff he went through and some circumstances. You know, he was on the mountaintop and in the valley and he was like full of faith and like, uh, and like did stuff wrong and did stuff right. And oh, my goodness, that's like all of us. Right. Pick up Psalms and read the stories of David. But Psalm 62, verse 5, he said again, Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Speak to your soul. Come on, emotions. Come on, feelings. Come on. I'm going to speak to my soul. I'm going to find my hope and my rest in him. It comes from him. That's who he is. And then Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. I love this because I'm all about lighthouses. By the way, I forgot to say this earlier. On the bottom of this mug, it's made by Lighthouse Products, which is, yeah, God just gives me nuggets along the way. Doesn't he give you guys nuggets? And so I just say, let there be nuggets, but I love lighthouses. Don't give me a bunch of crazy lighthouse stuff, though, please. But I love lighthouses, and, you know, I love everything nautical, like, you know, anchors and the sea and the ocean and the colors and all that stuff. And so this verse, I love it because it says, we have this hope as an anchor, For our soul, come on, for everything I think, for every thought I think, for every emotion, everything that's going on in my soul, we have this anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Thank you, God. I can have an absolute expectation in who you are, in the nature of who God is. That's what my hope is. So let's settle that battle in our minds. Jesus is our hope. Yeah. So when Jesus was born, they were all there for the actual physical, natural fulfillment of the Messiah. Talk about a holy moment. Amen. Talk about a time when there was an exciting thing going on. Oh, you know, the angels and the shepherds and like craziness going on. And there was something very just awesome. You know, you're standing in awe. They had to. I'm undone when I read the Christmas story. I don't know about you, but pull it out and read it. Come on. It's so good to just remember what really happened. That's part of the story that we get to tell over and over again. We need to stand in awe. But here's the thing. Gosh, 
God had spoken that so long before they got there. And so we weren't there. It was already spoken. We're here today. So we still get to enjoy the story of the holy moment because it was all orchestrated before the foundations, as we already read. I was thinking it's an amazing thing to see something before you actually see something. Does that make sense? You ever do that? Sometimes, you know, there's just something in there. There's something in your mind's eye that, that just comes from the Lord. And he'll just give you, all of us, you know, he just gives us something that we need to see, we need to know. Oh, right, okay, and then I see it. I was watching a movie recently called The Giver. It's one of, one of my favorite cool stories, um, that the way it was all put together, but how God just brings life and color in the middle of the world in the giver and there's a there are a couple of scenes in there where the kid is he's seeing color but he doesn't have color in his world so he doesn't know what it is and what they call what's going on with him is they call it seeing beyond and there's a, a scene in there where color comes alive and it's like books he sees red red's like the first color he gets and it just makes me come alive when i think about the times that we see god that we come alive And that's what God wants us to do. He wants our eyes to be fixed on what he sees. And you notice uh, Dottie's painting. We've got some painting going on today. Um, Diana's in the back, if you haven't seen Diana yet, which I'm actually kind of, I like this because I get to see what Diana's painting in the back. And uh, Dottie's got something going on up front too. And we did that in Bridgeville as well. And we intentionally asked uh, some people to, artist people, artistry people, to paint something that represents hope. Paint something that stands for hope and what God may speak to you or what God may show you. And so what I want us to do, if you're curious, because I'm not going to go through all of it right now, after we're done, come up to find Dottie and find Diana, come up to them and just say, what's that mean to you? What God, what's God showing you? And if it resonates with you, then uh, we're, we're free to give those paintings away. But don't take them today because they're all wet and stuff like that. But um, the beauty of what they're doing is that God's showing them something and I want in on it, you know, and I feel like that's what God wants us to do for the world around us. He wants to show us something and let other people in on it. And one of my favorite verses is Second um, Corinthians four eighteen, that says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen. But on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. God has put eternity in our hearts. See, hope can show up in unexpected places, unexpected ways. The paintings, who knows? They're all different. The ones at Bridgeville, they're all different. Who knows how God's going to show up in your world? I was thinking of a couple of stories, Um, you know, the story of... uh, Jesus literally being born in a manger. Who's thinking that? Who's thinking that's going to happen? Hope showed up in an unexpected place. The Messiah was born in a manger. (laughs) King David, he was actually out in a field with sheep. He was in a field with sheep. Here he is. He's going to be the next king. There's hope there. Who knew that? Who even had any thought? That's the way God works. How cool that God uses real stories. And then I was thinking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being, you know, in a situation where um, they had a choice to decide whether they were going to bow to the king or the bunny. If you're familiar with uh, VeggieTales, the bunny, the bunny. Ooh, I love. Anyway, so they had to choose whether they were going to bow before the king 
or continue to worship their God and pray to their God and bow before their God. And so the king, you know, finds out they're not going to bow before him. And he says, well, I'm going to have to put you in the fire. And, you know, think about that. If that's you today, what are you going to do? Woo. Hello. What's so cool is we have this. We have all the stories in here. We have what God's already done in the lives of his people. There's no reason we should not have hope. There's no reason we should not believe in the character and in the nature of God. And here's what they said. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, well, you know what? We're going to go in the furnace. And when we go in there, you know what? Our God is going to save us in all of his majesty. He's going to come. He's going to deliver us. That's what they said. And then they said, but even if he doesn't. Even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow to you because we know that we need to we need to bow before our God. That is hope. They don't care. They didn't care. You know, when you're standing in a situation, it could literally mean life and death. God's so much bigger than that moment for all of us, even though life and death situations happen and they're hard and they're real. They're challenging. And so that's why we need one another to remind ourselves of the stories of the hope that's within us. Because he has set eternity in our hearts. Let's help others encounter him. Another verse that is in Proverbs, it says, and this is, this is the reality of life every day in the world, okay? We need to, it's okay to think about real stuff happens in a real earth, okay? There is war. There is sickness. There's disease. There's stuff that happens. There's, you know, we talked about earlier, too much stuff. And so Proverbs says, hope deferred makes a heart sick. Man, I mean, that's real. Out of your heart is where everything else flows. And so when your heart's sick because you don't have hope for something, it affects everything, doesn't it? Doesn't it? It's for all of us, truly. When our hearts are sick, when real things come in that are causing us to be shaken, to wonder, to question, we really need to know our hope comes from him. The rest of that verse says, hope deferred makes a heart sick, but, and I love that there's a but, a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. A longing fulfilled is a tree of life. I'm going in now. You guys can still hear me. Um, the point of that is that Jesus really is life. So hope equals Jesus equals life. Because that's the abundant life that Jesus came to give. He was there at the beginning in the babe in the manger. He was there. He, he lived a life that we get to do even greater works than he did. Amen. Amen. I mean, yippee, I'm excited about the greater works that he did that we get to be a part of because he chose us. It was his delight to plan with us in mind. He didn't just live the life. He died because of love. Even as Steve said earlier, he went to the cross because of his love for the whole world. But he didn't stay there. We talked about that. He rose. He's Alpha and Omega and everywhere in between. It's all woven together. The greatest story ever told. The birth was a part of it. Everything that we're talking about through the month of December, the story and the birth of Jesus was like a part of all of it because it had all been planned from the beginning of time. How many of you love a good story? 
Yeah. And so that's where, you know, when the more we become familiar with it, we really can share it and it becomes life for us. Jesus really wanted us to have abundant life. John 10, 10 said, I've come not just to give you, you know, a, sub, a, a substandard kind of mundane, maintain, ordinary life. He came to give us abundant life. And so what's abundant life look to you, look like to you or to us? When we hope in him, there's a fulfillment that even what there is, this is an exciting time to be alive. And there are things that God wants to accomplish through us through all of us and through the church, through his bride, through his people all over the world, like in Rwanda right now. I mean, truly, how cool is that? How cool that God chose us. And yet he wants us to have that hope be, his hope be the anchor of our soul, be the very thing that keeps us living and moving and having our breath and our life in him. So we carry Emmanuel, hope with us, God with us. There are five W's that I talked about. I'm going to give you a little test. Let's see if we know it. You ready? Okay, so we know the five W's. Do you guys know who, what, when, where, why? Who, what, when, where, why? So who is our hope? See, that's like, there it is. The church answer was the right one. Yay, everybody got that one right. Jesus is our hope. It does sound kind of cliche to say that, but it's so, it's so much bigger than words. Amen? It's so much bigger than words. Jesus really is our living hope inside of us what is hope what is hope hope is our absolute expectation in who he is okay it's outside of you know as much as yeah i hope you get the job or i hope you make the team or i hope all goes well for the game or whatever it is i hope you get you know the the thing you're looking for bigger than that it's a depth in the nature a belief and a knowing in the nature and character of jesus that's what hope is absolute expectation when Hope. When is hope for? When do we hope? (laughs) Always. I like that one too. That's right. Now and forever. Now and forever. Eternity. He's put it in our hearts now and forever. Where is hope? In us. It's inside of us because Jesus lives inside of us. He's our living hope. And why hope? which is so cool, and I feel like this was really, for me, the biggest thing that I'm taking away from all of this. Why hope? Because God had a plan from the beginning. We're all part of the master plan. If he went through what he went through and such great lengths, I mean, seriously, we all love a good story. If he went through all of that from the beginning of time with us in mind, oh, my goodness, why would we not have hope? Why would we not trust in the nature and the character of our God and our Savior and our Messiah and our Redeemer? Amen? Amen. All right, well, let's go ahead and stand. Thank you, God, for choosing us to be part of your plan. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, I just thank you for the reality of hope with us today. Hmm. Thank you, God, that that's who you are. And that's who you give. (laughs) You give of yourself. You give of your life. Every part of you, you give to us. Hmm. And so, God, right now in the room, I just thank you for just dropping the reality, the knowledge of you into each of us to a greater capacity. Open us up even more, Lord. We ask for our eyes to see what you see. We ask for our hearts to know you in deeper ways, in real ways. And if that's you, we're just going to lift our hands. God, I just thank you. 
you just drop in you. (laughs) Rise up, Lord, in us to the greater capacity. God, we want to be carriers of hope, the knowledge, uh, the absolute expectation of the King. We just yield to you and we just thank you for living inside of us, choosing to live inside of a people. Hmm. And God, we say this day, we even declare that you have good plans for us, for a hope and a future, not just for me and mine, but for all of us, for today and all the days to come here on earth as it is in heaven. We thank you for your good plans. Uh, We thank you for your great hope. Lord, let us keep hope alive. And where there are people around the room that need to be reminded of your goodness and your great plans, let there be encouragement today. Yeah. Let faith rise that empowers faith, that empowers hope today. Thank you for your love, Lord. Where it all comes from. Yeah. Ooh, Jesus, we thank you for your love and your life. Fill us again and again and again with your hope today so that we can carry you everywhere we go. Hmm. And be empowered. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yay, God. Yay, God. Well, if you need someone to stand with you, grab hold of somebody standing next to you and just say, hey, help me stand in faith and in hope. Let me truly know that hope is with me. Otherwise, come up here, get prayer for whatever you need. There are people that are willing to pray. But go today knowing that we are empowered to live a life of hope carriers, hope carriers in the name of Jesus. Amen. Have a good day. Love you guys. Thank you. Yay, God.